You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Leviticus chapter 14, verses 1 through 32, cleansing from defiling skin diseases. In the previous chapter, we saw the focus was on teaching the priests how to identify, distinguish, and diagnose various skin conditions as to their degree of severity. This was to distinguish between illnesses that could require quarantine from normal things like male pattern baldness. Occasionally, affected clothing could be washed, other times it was beyond hope and must be burned. These skin diseases would render a person ceremonially unclean. The priest could diagnose them and suggest treatment, but they could not cure it. This chapter addresses situations where a person who previously had a skin disease and now seemed to be healed would be assessed by the priest. Once the priest declared them to be disease-free, there was a process to go through so that the person could be readmitted into the community. While they were afflicted with the skin disease, they were required to live outside the camp and were excluded from worship. Again, the instructions given here were primarily directed at the priests. They would first go outside the camp to examine the person. If he determined they were now free of illness, a ceremony would be done to reinstate them into the community. Numbers 12 records the incident where Miriam was struck with leprosy as a punishment from God for speaking against Moses, and she was kept outside the camp for seven days until God healed her. Involved in the ceremony were two living clean birds. One would be killed and wrapped in a bundle of cedar and hyssop and tied with scarlet yarn. The dead bird would be dipped into a clay pot of fresh water. Then the person would be sprinkled seven times and pronounced clean. The other bird is then released into the open field. This would symbolize the leper's freedom from quarantine. Imagine his joy as he watches it fly away. Hyssop is an aromatic shrub which grows in the Middle East. We first heard of it in connection with the Passover, as it was used to paint the doorposts and lintels in blood. Here it is used to cleanse a leper. In Numbers 19.1, it is used to cleanse a person who has touched a dead body. David draws on this imagery in his penitent Psalm 51, where he says, Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Then the person must wash their clothes, shave off all their hair, and bathe. After this, they can come into the camp, but must stay outside their tent for seven more days. This movement back into the community was progressive. On the seventh day, they were to shave their head, beard, and eyebrows. They would again wash themselves and their clothes, and then they were clean. The following day, they were to bring trespass, sin, burnt, and grain offerings to the door of the tabernacle. If they were too poor to bring lambs, they could bring birds instead. The priest would anoint the person with oil as a symbolic gesture of cleansing and healing. Once atonement was made for them, they were assured that they were now ceremonially clean. Verses 33-56, to Cleansing Defiled Houses The final section covers contaminated houses which contained some kind of infectious bacteria, fungus, mold, or mildew. This doesn't sound like true leprosy or Hansen's disease, which is not contagious, nor does it contaminate walls. 
At this point, they were still living in tents, but this anticipated God's promise that they would one day live in houses in Canaan. God acknowledges his sovereign hand in it when he says, When you enter the land of Canaan, which I am giving you as your possession, and I put a spreading mold in a house in that land, the owner of the house must go and tell the priest, I have seen something that looks like a defiling mold in my house. God had his reasons for these afflictions, including object lessons on holiness. This is a reminder that God sees all things, even those that escape our notice. The house is completely emptied, and then the priest goes in to examine the walls. Depending on the severity, the house could either be cleansed, closed up for a week and reinspected, or torn down and rebuilt. People were discouraged from going into the house during this time. Once the defiling mold was gone, there was a similar ceremony done with two birds to declare the house clean once again. Scarlet Threads So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or the Gospel do we find in this chapter? God expected his people to be able to distinguish between clean and unclean, holy and unholy. He still expects us to purify ourselves from all uncleanness. While they were afflicted with the skin disease, they were required to live outside the camp and were excluded from worship. While we are still in our sins, we are estranged from God and other believers. Once we are cleansed from our sins, we are reconciled to God and brought into fellowship and true worship. Once the offerings were sacrificed, the person was assured of atonement. Since Christ died for our sins, we have assurance of salvation. The person was anointed with oil. In the New Testament, there was a directive to anoint the sick with oil. After a person was cleansed from a skin disease, they were to present themselves to the priest for verification. After Jesus cleansed people of leprosy, he instructed them to go to the priests and bring an offering as Moses commanded, as a validation of his healing power and as a testimony to them. It should have made the priests realize that he was no ordinary man, since they were unable to do the same, but could only determine whether someone was afflicted with leprosy or had been cleansed of it, whereas Jesus cleansed thoroughly and completely. Chapter 13 was bleak. This chapter is joyful, as it represents hope of restoration after cleansing. The healed sufferer could now return to camp and worship God with others. No matter the sin or its consequences, there was a remedy provided. This pointed forward to Jesus, first for his willingness to cleanse lepers while on earth, and as the remedy for the root cause of all sin once and for all. In the ceremony, one bird was killed, representing propitiation, and the other was set free, representing expiation. Together they picture the work of Christ, dying as our substitute under the wrath of God, and his resurrection, which sets us free from sin and puts our sin as far away from us as east is from west. Imagine the joy of the now cleansed person as they watch the bird fly away. Such is the joy of the person who knows their sins have been completely removed as far as east is from west. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Leviticus chapter 15. May God bless the study of his word.